This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 126 of the finest deer hunting and bow hunting podcast ever to be recorded in Sherrard, Illinois. This is the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Like I said, right here at 1600 Buck Slayer Place, Sherrard, Illinois. We're in the Buckatorium. Kurt, Steve, I'm Steve, that's Kurt, Eric, Dana Pace. We're going to have a good episode today, guys. What's going on? Well, you know, we're all here today. Thanks for having made me it. back. Yeah, almost yeah. a year later, Dana's back in, and um, this year, last time, by the way, you're not allowed back anymore. That's a yeah. lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, if you basically, I'll say this about the episode before we get into things: if you've been thinking about going shed hunting and you haven't done it yet, you're really going to want to go after this episode mm-hmm. because uh, I wanted to walk already, but we're going to get into it. So just hold on tight; you'll find your shed soon. Um, they're all falling, so you better get anxious and get out there, because almost 90% of the deer have shed already, right, Dana? Yeah, according to Facebook. So, <laughs> so, so you know, deer season's over, and this is the next part, and, uh, you know, we all had a we all had a good season. Um, couldn't have done it. Really couldn't have done it without our wonderful friends over at Scent Crusher. Yeah, Scent Crusher Damn. is all over fact. the place. Which we just did our little Working Class Bowhunter Awards, and they won mm-hmm. a favorite company podcast episode, which is cool. 
uh, from the Ozone Gear Bag, the Roller Bag, the Tote, Ozone Go, uh, the Hunter's Closet, all the goodies, the Equipment Station. And the New Grenade. Yeah, the New Grenade, yes. yes. It's a pretty cool like wind checker. It's kind of the best way to explain it because people really don't understand. It's no, it's not a powder. It's a vapor, mm-hmm. um, which is cool because you can see like how wind's swirling and, and, and whatever it's doing. But uh, And you're going to want to use that so you don't spook any sheds up, you know, because that, that's probably why most of you guys, yeah. yep. Dana's going to get into it. Them. That's why you can't get into sheds because you're, you're spooking them. That's right. That is true, probably. <laughs> it, it seems that way, don't it? Uh, the podcast is also, also brought to you by HHA Sports. Uh, I would say... The finest just single pens, but they make excellent single pens. But now they have a three pen out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And drop away rests. Yep. The Virtus. The thing is killer. You know what I had a dream about? That HHA made a stabilizer. I don't mm. know why. Like, I had an HHA stabilizer on my bow, and I was like, that'd be cool, I guess. That was, <laughs> that was something. Throw I, their lifetime warranty on it. That's that way you could have the sight, the stabilizer, and the rest. So if you like drop your bow out of a tree and, and then they're going to start making bows, and then you yeah, just have the whole setup. It's an HHA riser, <laughs> yeah. lifetime Arrow, warranty, and everything else. People shoot them for a year and oh, just throw yeah. them on the ground, oh, <laughs> run <sure>. them over. <laughs> that hopefully you don't do that. But the sights do have the warranty. Uh, single pen is I. It's it's changed the way I bow hunt. I don't know if I could go back to a multi pen sight. Maybe I'll try the three pen. Uh, maybe I won't. But uh, either way, it's great on the dial. Um, those things are bulletproof. Um, I actually feel like you can knock it around off mm-hmm. tree stand steps, and you don't have to worry about like, oh man, it's messed up, or I snapped the pin off inside the housing. Yeah, or that's not gonna happen. The fiber optics are bright. My dad's been shooting his. He he uh, slapped his on his bow and was tuned oh, I bet it he in. Loves it. First thing he said, he's like, "Well, my dad's, you know, his eyes." Yeah, he's like, "Man, the fiber optics are super bright on that." So that was kind of nice to hear. And he likes the magnifier on the uh, yardage dial. Yeah, that's so good. They're good. So, yeah, this uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, interesting podcast, um, and you're going to want to be geared up. So after you've taken your deer to Smith's, right, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processor, right there, beautiful Viola, Illinois. You're going to have enough energy and protein to be able to walk a long ways. Don't forget to have your Badlands packs on your back so you can put all them stra- uh, all the all the sheds that you find, all the monster spikes that you can. You find. need to drink another beer, Steve. I know. Because I can just tell you're not you're not firing all cylinders right now. Let me get you one. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good though. Are you? Yeah. Am I not sounding good, guys? You, you look, look like you, shit. Yeah. Here. That's what I was gonna say. You don't look good. <laughs> well, there's a difference between looking good and sounding good. But um, moving on, Dana Pace, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, another day in paradise. Yeah. I'm feeling <laughs> great and I'm sounding great. I don't know what these guys are talking about. <laughs> I wish I was in your paradise. <laughs> well. I don't know what paradise that is. Yeah, I don't think you'd <laughs> want to be in those shoes, Dana. Do you have a vet shout out real quick? Yeah, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do Dark Horse Lodge. A minute we talked about. Do you have a veteran shout out, Dana? Yeah, do you have one? Uh, a veteran shout out. Uh, how about to Brock Spears from Ohio, fellow shed hunter? Perfect. Oh, that a boy. Awesome. Awesome! Thanks for your service. Yeah, yeah thank you for your service. Um, we are not firing but, hey, all but, cylinders hey, but, you know right what? now, check boys. Do you check out Dark Horse Lodge? We drink this beer. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Keep drinking that. it. This uh, beer brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a combat uh, peaceful retreat for combat vets. We talked about. Um, we're, we got something cool coming up that we're going to try and do for those guys. Um, stay tuned for more details, and we'll uh, we'll get back to you. But um, we'll get right to you. The right shed master, <laughs> the, the shed, guy who's found so king. many, he's found so many God. sheds. He had to build a shed 
for all his sheds. <laughs> a big shed. A shed a big shed. shed. <laughs> Bigger than the one Bubbles lives in. It's brown. So last time you were on the episode, when we got done, you were like, man, you guys didn't really get into my brain a little bit about shed hunting, which we were hoping that we can open the doors of the Dana Pace mind of shed knowledge and really... Shedology. <laughs> part of me wants to just for us, but part of me just wants to shut the recorder off now, and then maybe you can just tell us your secrets, and then that way there's more for us to find. You know what I mean? Yeah. How about you just let me come shed hunt your spots? Oh, <laughs> and I'll show you. Show you how. Then, it's but done. we get to keep them. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it works. I'd let you keep them. First Let's, time. The first one's the first always time. free. Well, you <laughs> can't take Iowa shed, so you can come hunt mine. Oh, sure I can. Sure <laughs> I can. All right, let's talk about this. One ma- major change you've made in your arsenal from the last time that you were on the podcast is you have a shed dog now? Yep. Uh, she's uh, six months old. She's been she's a hard worker, laid back dog, but... Uh, there you go. Better? Yep. Fantastic. Uh you know, she had a little setback, a couple setbacks at the beginning, but she's coming along now. She's, uh, she hasn't had much time out in the field because of deer season. You know, I don't want to go out. Yeah. And, you know, when you hunt all the way till the end of season, you don't want to spook your deer up. And For sure. All the spots that I have, I hunt hard all the way to the end of the season. But uh, she gets around the yard, gets around, you know, a couple local places, and we go worker and see you know she she works hard what uh what are you expecting her to find because i mean if she finds one shed this year i'm gonna be happy really i mean you know you're doing your job then yeah Yeah. you know you're doing your job she's doing her job uh my biggest worry is she doesn't you know being an in-town dog she doesn't get to see a lot of wildlife so i don't Mm -hmm. want her to start chasing animals and get distracted yeah get distracted she needs to focus on on antlers and we'll get once I get into shed hunting really hard. She'll be out there with me and 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 with my son. He she's he works with her a right. lot of the time. So it sounds and, like it'll be like more of like an adapting year of just yeah. experience oh, yeah, under her. And she's only six six months old. Yeah, too. she's she's. I mean, but she's really laid back. She works good right now. She you know she's picking up visual signs of antler you know tines mm-hmm. uh not just the scent we got man that's got to be so Which, difficult to train it, them what I, is, I always think I mean, about it technically the only thing that they're smelling on an antler is the wax ring the pedicle on the base on okay the so base. they're not smelling the bone marrow or no, anything no they're they're smelling the actual deer itself okay cuz i you know and that was a question i want to bring up like how do you train a dog like that to you know if they're only smelling the wax ring i mean you can't like, cause you see, like where antlers are all chewed up. I mean, do, yep. do like squirrels smell different things, or do they? Uh, I think they just find them. I, feel I like. think and they, they just, just watch them drop. They're just like hawks in the tree <laughs> waiting for them to drop. Rat hawks. Do you think? Not to change the subject, because I want to get back to the uh, dog discussion. Do you think that you hate squirrels and mice more than any other person on this planet? Uh, probably more squirrels. Squirrels. Yeah, more squirrels. Uh, the mice. Don't, don't seem to hit them as much around here, but the squirrels, they'll devour a shed within days after it hit oh, the yeah. ground. Yeah, and it's... Really? Yeah. So you think, like, if a shed drops, a squirrel gets right on it? I mean, because uh, I found sheds February 14th that are almost gone. Yeah, it, it just... I don't know. I don't know what attracts it, makes it so attractive to the squirrels, because some of them, they're... 
you know, you find them in the middle of the timber and they laid a year without a scratch on them. Yeah. I don't know if it's just geography, if it's... You think wider the antler, maybe, the more they're more... I don't know. I just figured the more visual. I think, to be honest, I don't know. That's always been a... That's always stumped me because it's... (laughs) It's different in every area. It's different in every situation, you know. Can they see it? Is it in thick cover? I mean, do they visually see it? Do they smell it? It's- right. Because that one I found, <laughs> the one I found this fall, it was it's a, it was almost there for a year, if you think about it. Yeah. And then it didn't have Seven a single. Months. Yours was a hanger, yeah. though. It was up in a tree, it right? Was, no, it was up in like a bush, like a foot off the ground, maybe. And it didn't have a single bite off I wonder if that's what saved it. it. And well, I, I I've actually so. found sheds. In trees where squirrels have dragged them up the trees. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there's no way humans would have put them there. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, they were they were little dink sheds, but I mean they'll 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 drag them up the tree to chew on them. Yeah. I found a I found a small shed um, two years ago, like opening opening day of uh, of deer season, and I mean you know it had clearly been there a while, but like there was some that was you know eaten off of it but not as much as like you know where these would be gone within a uh, day or two i mean i you know i don't know it was just maybe there's only a certain part that they like to eat down like maybe at the they tip. only like to eat the big ones that's probably the <laughs> yeah, case yeah. I mean, bastards yeah i mean you walk up i've walked up on sheds that have should have been well over 80 inches that were 50 i mean tines okay. all chewed off that's you know, all there is is a skeleton of an antler there. Do you just find those and just like son of yeah, a bitch? Oh, it's it's <laughs> sickening, real sickening to know that, and you know, especially a fresh shed. You know, it's nothing drives you more nuts than to have walk up on a chewed antler. I mean, so oh, yeah. it could be. It doesn't matter how big the antler is. If there's a chew on it. That's the only thing you focus on. Would you oh, rather have sure. your neighbor shoot a giant deer than to have like squirrels eat up that deer's antlers? Because mm. the off chance that you know he's still almost alive, the same but thing. You never find his, you know. No, I would rather. I'd rather I shot the deer, but well, you know what I mean. If you, if you can only pick one or the other, it one doesn't or work the other, that way. Uh, That's a tough I'd one. Still, antlers are repairable, so I'd rather mm. find the sheds. Well, that deer is, is alive. He still has a chance to shed his antlers. I still have a chance to find his sheds next year. Right. All so right. let's give, for the listeners who are maybe new and didn't catch the last episode, because a lot has changed since uh, episode 56 was your last one. Yep. Um, we are now 126. Um, We've done just fine without you, is what he's trying uh, to say. Well, <laughs> we yeah, missed you, though. <laughs> we need to get you on not, during the season. Not as much interaction without me. With huh. So we need what we need to do is talk about kind of um, let's talk about your shed hunting because guys right now are just like okay this guy's talking about shed hunting how many sheds do you find a year roughly and what your goals are each year uh, roughly I find around sixty sheds a year I would say sixty on average are you uh, being a little humble there because I feel like you find a lot more uh, no to be honest it's it usually ends up being in between 50 and 60 every year but i find a lot of quality antlers too but they're just mm, not there it is <laughs> <laughs> there, there it is so but, and then who are you with um you can talk about shed reapers yes uh we have a bunch of friends that get we uh, last year we got together and went to south dakota and uh which was a fun trip i mean i this is the first time that i'd ever been that far away from home to shed hunt and Mm -hmm. it was new to me but i picked up on it quick you know you find flat areas out out of the wind 
and you'll find sheds. You know, it, there's the the hills out there are huge. I wouldn't even know if you call them hills, but you'd find like little benches halfway up the hills, mm-hmm. and they would wrap around for miles, and you just get on that bench and walk the bench out, and it's it's like an Easter egg hunt. It's yeah. like that consistent. Like how? I mean, I guess I don't know how to basically ask that question. Like, how many miles do you have to walk out there before you find a shed? Uh, like think, on average, like you're like, oh, two miles, you'll find one shed or something like I that. I think how many we, I, we picked up. Uh, I picked up twenty two sheds out there. Really? Yeah, and it was a, about it was two full days of walking. So. That's so is that twenty two sheds included in your sixty you find total every year, or uh, is that like that, a, that, an additional? That was included in my total last year. Last year I found eighty four, and <laughs> my goal every <laughs> year is like insane. if I find one, I'm Mine's like had a success a yeah. successful year. I'm going for twelve this year. That's my goal. That's a good goal. I twelve. Mean, and it, you know, I always try to put in my goal to have one, you know, size one quality antler and. Uh, to me, I've never found an 80 incher, and out of all the sheds that I've found, which is probably, <laughs> I couldn't even tell. If you, you. Had, take a rough guess, it's Dana's wife is sitting here in the studio as yeah, well. She's, she's staring oh, a so. hole in the back of his head. She goes, "I count them every time I pick them <laughs> I, up. I, I would, every time you do I a Facebook picture." <laughs> Fifteen years, I would say, close to 800, maybe. Between eight hundred and a Lisa, thousand. is that accurate, or does he have more? Maybe it's not that high. She says that's know. probably about right. She's like, well, I found a majority I, of them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of years that I didn't pick up a lot of antlers. Uh, like, what's yeah. the like in recent years? Last five years, what's the least amount of antlers you found? Just to let everyone know that sometimes thirty-eight. <laughs> okay, Very terrible year. All right, That's everyone, he's better than you. I was going to try <laughs> yeah. and humble it down. <laughs> I thought he was going to say like it's 12 like, or something, you know. I know. But. Yeah, one year I only found four. Yeah, but I've been, like, yes. I've been at it for a long time. I mean. So I, what What? What separate, like, you know, when you say that you have the experience, the eye, you're trained for it. What makes the difference between me where I find three a year if I'm lucky and you, I mean, I'm not saying this to say like, well, you find more. What the hell? I want to know. What's the difference between someone who finds three and someone who finds up to 60 a year? You know what I mean? A lot of it's your approach on how you shed hunt. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to get out there right now and just go pound every inch of woods that they have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to looking at my trail cam photos and looking at the deer that I watch, you know, I would say that in my area, maybe 20%'s dropped. So okay. if you're in there and 80% of your deer are still carrying antlers and you're pushing them out of your area, they're not going to shed. You know, they're not going to shed where they would shed if you'd left them alone another month. Definitely. Yep. So you start your year off, you know, just hitting edges, staying out of the bedding, uh, walking the cornfields. Cause you know, right now they're just basically, they're, they're easy, easy to, to follow because they're just worried about food so yep. mm-hmm. but you also you don't want to if you got a spot where you know they're betting heavily next to the food you know within 100 yards you don't want to go walk that right now because definitely yeah because you want to keep them in there you want to keep them in there if they're eating there you know they're going to be eating there they're they're wintering there so mm-hmm. you just do you feel that a lot of that common type because that is kind of com- not common sense 
If you're an experienced bow hunter, you should kind of you be able to figure that, that out. Yeah, but, but do you think that gets way overlooked because they're like, well, I'm not hunting them, so I can go in and just try and find it. Do you think, you think that kind of gets thrown out the window when people get too excited? I think it does. I Yeah, I think so. And, you know, now that we have social media, social media, everyone everyone's got 30 antlers now. And social media is the devil. It is. And, you know, everyone's got... You know, six eighty-inch sheds that they've picked up already yeah. this year. Well, you, you know, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, well, you want to know my secret? What I, I, and I'm gonna let you guys, all, all my listeners, I'm gonna let you in on the secret. Sit on the um, couch. No, where I'm gonna go is I'm gonna get in with a couple deer farms. I'm gonna go shed hunting those pastures. <laughs> okay, I want to, <laughs> and we're gonna, and we're gonna put some social media. Oh hey, man, can you believe this? I, I saw a post the other day that a guy said. That ninety percent of his deer on his property have sh- has shed, and he walked the whole thing the other day, and didn't find anything, <laughs> which I thought it was <laughs> funny. Like, oh, this one—you think twenty percent, which I feel in is my accurate. area now. I know, you know, I I know some some friends on social media that are legit, and you know they're picking up a lot of antlers already, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's just it it's difference from it it's different from year to year because. Mm-hmm. And area to area, it's almost like, you know, some areas have more stress than others. Some you feel areas, like that plays a, a large factor in when a deer sheds? Is- uh, yeah, I mean, it, I would say more how stressful the rut was. It's really? like making her hair fall out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get stressed out, man. Your antlers are going to fall off, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it. If, if, they're, if they're on the move all the time, people are watching them all the time, push mm-hmm. them around. You know, there's always, you know, they always have to be on the move, always worried. I I have to say that plays a huge, huge part in when deer shed. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you, I mean, do you think their nutrition kind of plays a role into that, too? I mean, uh, do you do you know, do you notice if you have any more success near where if there are standing beans here? I'm typically well, not going to find beans gonna pull more deer into that area. You know, exactly. but, I'm, but I'm not going to find them because maybe the nutrients help keep the antlers in, maybe a couple extra weeks. I see, I see what you're getting at. You yeah. know I, what I mean? I would say that nutrition helps a lot in how long they keep their antlers throughout the year. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I had watched a deer in an area not too far from here, and uh, the deer on, on my trail cams – he held all the way almost to April wow. and it was, it was a 68 inch shed that I'd found off of him. And, and there's not a whole lot of nutrition, you know, they gotta, they gotta travel ways to get to the food. Mm. And, but it could be just the individual as well. Who knows how far a deer travels, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. We'll, we'll transition into this and then I'm hoping that we can get into your mind deeper. I don't know. I feel like, we're starting to pick. I don't know how much. I don't know how much deeper I can go, but um, we came prepared. This help, time. help me get there. Um, so when people are always the big question, I feel like all the time. We probably talked about this on the last episode. Is like when do you start looking? I so the last few years I had have been really dedicated into hunting all the way throughout the season. You know, trying trying to shoot a specific deer, or trying to get a, a good one on the ground. So I usually don't start hitting hitting the woods until after bow season's over because mm-hmm. you know all those deer i'm still hunting still and there's a lot of ground that i can that i can shed hunt that i can't deer hunt on but i still don't want to 
I still don't want to push them out of that area because yep. it's good cover. It's, you know, it is, there's spots where, uh, the landowners, you know, watch them from their house and they sell me, you know, what deer are carrying and yep. stuff like that. And I do, you know, some, some of my farms that I can shed hunt, I rely a lot on, you know, the Intel from the landowners because that way I don't have to make the trip out there and, and they, they give me the information that I need, mm-hmm. you know, seeing, you know, how many deer they see and how many have antlers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's just being in, in good with them and, you know, teaching them, Hey, this is what you look for, for sure. to help me out. And, and I always repay them with deer meat and sausage. Yeah. So you get take care of <laughs> Hey, that a boy. <laughs> yep. Smith's is a great place. Um, let's talk about the, okay. So for the average guy, not the diehard guy that has the connections, and I understand maybe you don't want to, I get if you don't want to give too much. <laughs> like I get that part of it because part of me is, is with you there. Let's um, I I think I know where you're wanting to go with this. You could let me get there or you can just take it. No, I want you to take it because I want to hear where you're going with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kurt, I know we I know what you're about to ask, and but then, uh, and continue. Then I'll, and I'll piggyback on it. So okay. I'm trying to help you. What help I was gonna say you. is like the average person, maybe with a smaller parcel or um Maybe just kind of wants to go when the majority of deer have dropped, but not too late to work, to avoid finding sheds that are all chewed up if they can help it. When would be that, like, the rut of shed hunting be? I would say mid to late February. Mm-hmm. The first thing I would say is rely on – I rely on my trail cameras. Mm-hmm. They tell me all the information I need to know. So if you're wanting to get – serious about shed hunting or just just beginning put up a trail camera or two and and put it in in places where the deer are going to frequent this time of year so food i wouldn't i wouldn't penetrate into the timber and and get into bedding right now Mm -hmm. all my cameras right now have been moved to field edges so that i can that way you're gonna see a a majority of deer there exactly you can see your inventory yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty much what you're doing is taking inventory right and, yeah and you know once you've seen that 50 or 60 percent of your sheds have dropped go in there walk the fringes you know don't penetrate try to don't don't stress the deer any more than they have to don't push them out of there and then uh i guarantee you'll find antlers on the edges because they're just during the night they spend they, the most majority of their time there yep you, you know they've they eat, they lay down. They eat, they lay down, and uh, it's it's easy for them. It's it's a good place to to find mm-hmm. sheds. If so, you have grass anywhere on those field edges, that's gonna up your ante a little bit because they they'd rather bed in grass. It's it's, it's a little better bit of cover. cover. Yep. It's, right. it's a l- little easier to lay on. Uh, so let me say this: I have. One deer I know that is bedded in a strip, like a hundred mid one fifties ten pointer, that's bedded in a thin strip of timber. I I saw him the other day; he's carrying both sides. I am gonna plan on going for his sheds in like three or four weeks. Probably is my. I um, to be honest, I would wait until I seen him bald. If you want to find those sheds, well, here's the thing: I saw him back in November, and he looked healthy rut healthy yep and then when i i oh, i guess i spotted them it have been last week almost a week ago exactly a week ago and he looked very thin in the body 
Yeah, he's um, like when he was he was with like eight does. Yep. And it was hard to tell to differentiate like between he was with big does. Um, it was hard to be like okay, oh oh there he is right there I can see his rack. That's the only way I could like kind of tell him apart. Like he was he looked run down. Yeah, and which this time of the year you know they've. They they are run down. Yeah. It's hard to find nutrition to keep them their body size bulked, and you know before long they're going to transition into their you know their spring and summer phase, and they they always lose weight then. But mm-hmm. uh, so what you would say just wait till you. I would just I would just use all the everything that you have to stay out of there, you know, and wait until yeah. you see that that he's guaranteed shed. He shouldn't be bothered by that time, but I mean, I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I mean, it could That's be true. coyotes. You know, it, coyotes, a farmer, farmer, a trespasser. You know, it could be you, anything. You never know. You yeah. never. It's it's anything. So use all your resources to stay out of there, but watch him from afar. You know, mm-hmm. and and then when you see that he's dropped, get in there and yeah, find him before the squirrels do. Find. You know, I, I like to hit a lot of south facing stuff first. You know, it's hitting sun hits the... sun hits it, but you know we've we've not really had any extreme winters the last couple of years. So especially this year, yeah, it's yeah, it, we've it's crazy. had one or two weeks of cold, and you know the deer are bedding in different areas this time of year. You know, or this year from because years how past mild because it's been. yeah, it's just they. They don't. They're not struggling as hard for food. It's not covered up by snow. It's not mm-hmm. you know sub zero temperatures, which right. all yeah. play a factor in. So you think that'd be your drop? You, I mean, you think that'd be good, better for shed hunting then, because they're not traveling as much. Yeah, exactly. So they're staying close. And in a lot of areas, it's it's proven right because you know according to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> the devil. Oh, you that's know, how that's how I base my rut hunts. Yeah, yeah really? Facebook saying <laughs> it's October first. Man, I saw a two-year-old chasing. Man, Russ on dog, on. dog and a doe, <laughs> September thirtieth. Well, the time of recording of this podcast, the date is January twenty-sixth. How many sheds have you found up to this point? Uh, this year, I've only found three, but Slacker. I've had a slow start. Works keeping me pretty much tied up, but that's all right because. I'll catch up soon. I'm only, so, I'm only two right, behind let, him. Let's, let's try and start <laughs> picking the brain a little bit, right? We knocked on the door. It's open. We can see the brain stem. We're ready to get in there. When you are ready to get into the, you know, like, you know, how you're staying away from the field edge. You're ready to full bore to start drilling the woods. When, you know, you start working these south-facing slopes, do you typically hang on deer trails or is that, or uh, like, how, what what uh, is your... Number one strategy. So those, the deer trails are basically the transition areas and mm-hmm. they'll, you'll find them on deer trails a lot, but you want to get into the cover, something where, uh, you know, there, a lot of times I find deer, when I find sheds, they're bedded right on the edge of ravines and ridges and stuff, ridges and stuff yep. where they can see a long ways, they can smell a long ways and, and it's, it's, you know, the best cover for them. And a lot of times when you find them in the timber, especially here in Illinois, they're they're chewed up. Mm-hmm. But that's where you're going to get your numbers. And and I, I my favorite spot to hunt is waterways. Anything grass on field edges, anything leading mm-hmm. from from the cover into the food. But they also have a place to 
to have cover during the night because, like I said before, you know, a deer will get up and they'll only feed for a couple hours and then they'll go lay down, mm-hmm. get up, go feed for a couple hours. And, and those those low-lying areas in the fields, like waterways, that have, you know... a, a Wind cover? Wind, or? Cover from the wind, cover from... Predators. Predators. You know, sight, yep. you know, the grass is just high enough so where they can get in there and hide. So would uh, CRP have a pretty high percentage of finding some Yes. Some uh, CRP is awesome shed hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got CRP anywhere near food. Ooh, um, I got a great patch of CRP that you, I'm itching that, to get in right that's, now. I, that's that's what, my favorite to shed hunt is to get into the grass. I mean, anything, any kind of grass. You know, a deer, if you have... A, a, to me, a deer is uh, an animal of edges. They they move the edges. They they walk the edges for They're cover. They're fringe animals. They're fringe animals. Absolutely. And, and if you can find those fringes that that are connected to grassy areas, it's it's killer. I mean, that's it, a good tip. I feel like with my deer hunting experience, like grassy areas always like has the antler vibe to it, like yep. a bucky vibe. I like to say Every, even, yeah. even yeah. if I sit in a stand over a grassy area, I'm glassing the field for antlers. That's why like, yeah, I'm glad that anytime <laughs> I see do. CRP or I can get just outside of some CRP, like a, fu- a even a pinch near a CRP. Yeah. I'm like giddy as a schoolgirl. Dana's is the only guy to shoot a 150 inch deer and be sad that he didn't find the sheds that he had to kill it while it's stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> I've, grown wiser with age <laughs> hey i want to you know i want to ask you it's it's kind of it's a little out there but um i think this would be entertaining what where is the weirdest place you've ever found a shed uh, see that i picked his brain too me. hard that you got me uh oh looks to his wife. oh yeah his wife knows best mama knows best no She's got a good story, but she Dana already just, knows. Dana like, says it's Dana not worthy. No. Not weird, worthy. The weirdest Ooh. spot I've found a shed. Uh, well, road sheds are always weird. I mean, mm-hmm. they're yeah. not weird, but road sheds are funny, man. They're always never, like, funny. I've never found one. What happened? Never Did somebody honk at them? Or I look all the on. time. I'm going to get in a wreck this year because of it. I oh, have yeah. a spot on 150 that's that's been pretty good to me road shed wise over the last nine years that I've worked up here, but. uh I think I think you might have told us the story. You brought a shed in last year when we did the podcast, and the G two was like fourteen, fifteen inches or something. Uh, it was it was old. I I think it might have been the shed. It had oh, been sitting there yeah. forever, and you saw it uh, glistening like the ditch. Uh, actually, that was that was my buddy that had found that. And oh. He, he gave it to my my son as a birthday present because he knows how we roll. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh I can't tell you. The weirdest place has been under a a pile of shit. Like in a like in cow a shit? Pile of cow shit. Okay. Uh, that was <laughs> that was actually that was in South Dakota this this So time. was it like the cow had shit on the antler the, or the, Yeah, or the it had been laying there and it was all you could see through <laughs> the pile was the time. Did and you I'm, pick it up? I was like I'm pretty sure those are time. Was that the shed right next to my beer right here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was. Nice. <laughs> By the way, I have a monster muley shed just sitting on the studio table, um, in between some bush latte cans, and we got a. Uh, we get we'll announce the winner to the Facebook giveaway here. But that shed sitting here on the table, um, and then there's the other side of this muley shed sitting on the table as well, right? Or 
Uh, no, they're no, not. they're all right, oh, right sides, sides, I believe. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. all righties. I'm He's the righty guy. guy. There's some big yeah, uh, the righty. That's why I asked him. I was like, Dude, I'm looking at all three of these sheds. I'm like, so do you only find right sheds? He does, he takes the left ones and tosses them. <laughs> I don't want actually. Those. I, I the only ones I toss are eighty inch sheds. That's why I don't have any. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I let those. I let those lay. You let Dana's, them sit for Dana's years that, so they I let grow. Them dry out so they shrink to that they're less than eighty. Dana's that guy at the bar that we all hate when we're sitting there drinking. Yeah, I only pass eighty inch sheds, bro. I'm uh, that's what I pass. I'm only you know, 90 the, inch shit. Look sheds. at the shit I found this year. Man, you should have seen the one I didn't pick up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. That's me. And that's your new shirt. Oh, cool, cool shed. I pass sheds that small. <laughs> you just kick them. That's a pretty good idea, though. I like that, man. Hey, yeah, let me get 10% and then just pay it back to these guys because well, I owe them we'll a lot of money. We'll just put the WCB logo on you it. Can, we can put down the bottom. <laughs> And then you could, we put like the Dana Pace signature. You need like a signature like Michael Waddell has under the Bone Collector logo. I should. You need one of those. Little, yep. arrow, little antler underneath. <laughs> and by the way, we haven't mentioned that you do antler carving. Yes. Like, yep. why, how, how have we not talked about this yet? Uh, I it just think went, it's because we talked about it last time. Well, we'll yeah, talk about it this time, too, because we've got a lot of new listeners. <laughs> You're an artist. Um, and then I want to get back to your brain. Like something, if, if you can think of something that we haven't touched on. It needs a rest because I, I stumped him. No, no, it's it, if you're a late season bow hunter, you're going to know where the antlers are. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you've actually done your research and done your homework and you know where the deer are bedding uh and you haven't pressured them too much, you're going to know where the antlers are. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you know, it's it's not it's really not rocket science. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot of it's getting off your butt and getting out there and walking miles and miles, you know. We got to think too, like you pattern these deer all season to try and kill them, but not a lot of people pattern them yeah. to shed hunt them. To shed hunt them. Yeah, I'll tell you that walking well, sounds a lot harder than rocket science, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, that's, when you that's say an that, impossible Dana, dream. Be, like the ground I have grown up on is ground that is not a lot of food sources. It's mostly timber. I'm used to just hunting almost all timber, and the food sources like yep. the corn, the beans, whatever else is on the neighbor's ground. So I'm used to hunting like a solid block of timber. That's what I grew up on. That's what I've killed 95% of my deer in. But this year, and normally on those properties, I find three three sheds a year is good. The yeah. most I've ever found is nine, I think, in one year, and that's all timber. And it's also um, heavy cover. I mean, a lot of it, yeah. a lot of times here in the Midwest, it's it's heavy cover, and you don't know how many antlers you're walking by. Exactly, sure. which makes me sad. Yep. It does, and you know, and you don't, you know, by the time that you find them, they're or by the time that you could find them, they're going to be chewed up beyond right. recognition. I mean, but but you, this you, year, go ahead, Steve. Oh, I was, when you were in South Dakota, did you find any matching sets at all? Or like, because um, I'm, you know, because it's like, uh, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, you get out in that grass, and you know, not a lot of stuff's going to be able, they're not going to be able to, you know, bump them off. Like if they get caught up in something, I this lay where I, they, I, I didn't find any match sets out out in South Dakota. It's it it's a little bit of a different animal. You cover out more there. ground there. You cover a lot of ground. Uh, well, the deer it, though, they cover more ground. They cover more ground oh, yeah, to get sure. from cover to food because there's there's you know there's graze inside the timber, but not that time of the year. Mm-hmm. And the there's not nearly as many ag agricultural fields out there. Yeah. As you would think you know mm-hmm. it's rocky terrain. I just but well, that's what I'm looking forward to this year. I finally picked up a ground like really late season to where. There's food sources and funnels and pinches and and everything you want in, in a property. Yep. And I hunted the last two weekends. I had four shooters together 
in one field, and I know where they were bedded and where they came out of. I saw them the next day. So I'm, like, really looking forward to hitting that sliver where I know those deer came yep. out of. Um, I have them all on trail camera. Um, Keep your cameras running. Yeah, well, I don't get to go there. down there that often, um, See, yeah, but I, th- I do have a camera in there still. I think that's one mistake people make too is they, they as soon as hunting season gets over they pull their cameras exactly i'm, I'm guilty of that and, this and year. They, my my cameras most of the time run year round and but to to know if a deer's dropped or not a deer has dropped or not it, you won't you won't know unless your camera's out there i mean that that for sure mm-hmm. i mean all all the stuff that i hunt that that helps me the most because i don't I don't give them unneeded pressure. Right. And this time of year, pressure can move a deer off of, of property. Like you know, that. Like just that. like that. Yep. Yep. Lights out and you're done. And then your neighbor's picking up the shed. What's the... Dana Pace. Oh. <laughs> what's the longest, like, into the year that you'll shed hunt? Like, what's the latest you found, like, latest a shed? Date? I usually I usually shed hunt all the way into April. And then the grass starts getting tall enough where I can't. There, it's getting Everything harder to starts, see. Yeah, yeah. especially in the thick and, shit. And I mean, it's got to. It's got to take a pretty good antler for you to find. I'll find a mushroom hunting, but that's you know. By luck, kind of, because you're really uh, He's finding fourteen-inch morels uh, thirty I, at a time. I look. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Uh, yeah, I would say keep. That's the main. The the. The main thing is to keep pressure at a minimum. Uh, now, on public land, it's different. You know, mm-hmm. right. I've hunted public land before, and there's people. You know, people are pounding the bush right now. Oh yeah. You know, it's 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 relentless on public land, and well, public but, land. But you can still find sheds on public oh, land. Yeah. It's a little harder, but because they got everything in there. You got people out walking their dogs, and yeah, it, just out there got walking. Constant pressure. So, oh, yeah. you want to know where I bet there's monsters at that we checked um i went squirrel hunting down in keithsburg uh big illinois river. down big river i've never seen any timber like that just to think of the underbrush there i yeah. my my wife grew up in big river and uh i've hunted out there a lot i would get shotgun tags to hunt that's hard hunting though man it is hard hunting and and I think that a lot of the deer get pushed to the private properties on mm-hmm. the edges during the season because there's a lot of people to hunt down there. Yeah. And it, you know. I mean, what, they said, you know, get back to where you can get back. And, like, you know, when I was walking, we were, you know, I was looking for sheds and we were, you know, trying to look for some squirrels. And I was just like, I was kind of like, I, and I, I thought of you, I was like, what? I should have been wearing my what would Dana Pace do bracelet, <laughs> you know, but I, w- I wanted to win the squirrel tournament. But, you know, just kind of looking around things that's, and that's all flat land, a lot of flat land in there. Yeah, there's but not a lot of hills, which no, is nice on a guy like me. It, it, it's but if you can find those slightly elevated areas where a deer can see and mm-hmm. and and get a little bit of an advantage, you know, with the wind. Sure. That's that's the spots you want to look for. I mean, it's easy to go walk a trail that's got all kinds of sign on it and i don't encourage you not to walk that because you know the deer walk it you know fence jumps if you can find a good fence jump if you can find if you can find a good fence along food Mm -hmm. walk that fence out because something i want to address and uh i feel like it's a question i get a lot um one having the podcast and two just being really into deer hunting um 
a lot of guys, because I've been talking about this podcast we're doing now for a couple of weeks, and a lot of guys at work and a lot of guys that I know are like, does he do shed antler traps? Uh, no. And oh, I know I, 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 I know, I know, you don't. Yeah, those are illegal. <laughs> but um, I wanted to say, mistaken. like, yeah, I, I get the vibe that they're very frowned upon. They, uh, I just I figured we might as well bring it up because that's going to be a question somewhere. That that's a touchy subject. I mean, there's a lot of people that 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 would, I don't know, agree with them being a good idea, but it, really, there is. I, there, I always there had really the is. That it's, it's like it's like unethical. To me, it's unethical. I mean, if you look at it, you know, whatever you're using, a, a, just think of the concept. You're wanting that deer to get its antler wrapped up in a bungee cord or a string. Or, or whatever that they're using, and, and it, it's kind of messed actually, up. Actually, yeah. yank it know, off. Yank it off. You know, if a deer gets caught up in that, and you know, you you've got rope you're using for your for your trap, mm-hmm. and it's if it's securely tied to the tree, they're going to wrap up in that, and they're going to mm-hmm. struggle to try to get out. And if their antler is not ready to pop off, that's that means big trouble. Could be yeah. death. It could be death, you know, and why I, I just don't understand why to me and I'm gonna get a lot of slack over this, but to me it's the lazy way to do it. I would agree with you completely. It's just I think that it's um it's all liberals, you know, they just want they just want it now. <laughs> Damn liberals. Yeah, Lord, yeah, those liberals <laughs> and they're they're like, you know, they they're like Oh, you can't do that, and the earth is round. Like they're just wrong. <laughs> yeah, the earth is yeah. flat, and you can't set up shed traps. That's just the fact. That's no, no, no. The they fact. think the earth. Is, they think the earth is round. They're the wrong ones. I know. I'm telling them the earth is flat. Oh yeah, no. They under, they need to understand. Yeah, the earth is flat. So, um, Dana Pace, I need to ask you this, and don't don't think I'm dumb for asking this, but do you think your chances of finding one or maybe even a match set? If there's been a late night rain, because you think when the deer get wet the, and then they go to shake off, maybe them sheds fall off. No, I don't think they do that like no, dogs. But that is the best time to go look for antlers. Just all right. Oh, let's, it is? let's get into why there, and then I want to get into maybe if you can break down like a top three or a top five of your best shed hunting tips, advice. Yeah, we need to hear the down. barometric <laughs> pressure. But so the wind was doing again. One, you don't want to spook sheds. Uh, always walk with the sun at your back. Uh, if yep. you're walking into the sun, it's shadows. No use, know. no need for sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, you're not looking for a whole antler when you're looking for sheds, you know, mm-hmm. over the years you, 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 you learn to pick up, you know, different shapes of an antler, tines, mm-hmm. uh, main beams, the, just the curve. And that's why you know I walk up on a lot of branchlers because they <laughs> branch like, <laughs> like a vine that has yeah, the, the bean curve, oh, yeah. the curve. Oh, you know, yeah. you see that curve from eighty hundred yards, and you're like, "That's it! I just found a giant." And you walk up, does not look like, like the Earth at all with a curve. Yeah, right. Branch, <laughs> branch right color. You know, it's yeah. it, if yeah. you're if you're eighty yards from a, a a mossy old branch that's turned white and slightly brown yep. you see that color you know you're looking for color you're looking for shape sheen you know, it, it's it's all kinds of stuff that you're looking for and it, it <laughs> i've been fooled on enough you don't know how many 
almost road sheds I found because <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you someone rear ended you? I, 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 guess, I, I <laughs> no, know your but... wife has the exact uh, number of how many times, <laughs> but uh, right? I I'll be like I think that was yeah. an antler. I oh, turn yeah. around, it's like ah. Or I'll walk all the way across the field, and it'll only be a corn stalk or a bean stubble, uh, or an ant, a branch, a branchler, a branchler. I love that. But so, tip awesome. number one: sun at your back. Uh, the best time, literally, is to hunt cloudy cover. Mm-hmm. If it's cloudy, uh, if it's rain with cloud cover, antlers just pop. You know the the contrast from the color of the antler to the color of the timber floor. It's you know, it's they stand out from a lot further away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rain almost seems like they glow in the dark. I mean, it's well it, that that first day you found your first one. I think it was it was like it was it was, it was like the, the shittiest rain. day. I that's ever. my favorite time to shed hunt. Is and everyone was like is it the time probably because the the uh, like foliage and grass and stuff is matted down a bit. And uh, yep, the sheen maybe of the wet. It, it's bone. just the the sheen the the contrast. I mean, it, it's a. It's a distinct contrast from the antler to the background. Mm-hmm. It's it's background that you know, you know, I've I've spotted sheds from I think last year I picked up a shed from 120 yards and it was it was just the contrast that I knew right away. Mm-hmm. And I I was actually walking with my wife and I was like that's an antler over there. And she's like, uh, we walk over and we pick up an antler." See, see, honey, I'm right all the time. Just listen. <laughs> she doesn't have a mic. She so, <laughs> last year, I'll say this tip, and maybe you can follow up on this, is uh, I found one really good shed last year. Well, good in my book. Big, one of the bigger sheds I've ever found, and a deer that I had trail cam pictures of, is I had binos with me. And I'm like, well, there's a little knoll over there, south-facing, like, uh, I don't know, knoll, I mean, is like a small hill yep. with a with a strip of timber. I'm like, oh, something's got to be bedded in there, I figured. I glassed the whole side of this hill, and I sure enough, there it is in the sun shining. And I'm like, that's, that's for sure an that's antler. That's for sure an antler. I could you tell. know. I could tell oh, it was yeah. an antler through my binos. skipping through the yeah. woods. Your feet aren't even touching yeah. the ground. The victory walk, it was <laughs> maybe 300 yards to get to that shed. And you did I in just, three seconds. I, d- I just smiled the whole way, and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Nothing, it's an nothing's antler. worse than finding an antler across the creek that you can't cross. <laughs> you you <laughs> probably swim. How many creeks have you swam across? Uh, Zero. Really? No, I take the long way around because you could take the chance to find another animal. Yeah, well, good point. Yeah. That is, that's a great point. That is hard why work Dana pays off. <laughs> oh, hard, hard work pays off. Look at that curve. Oh, I thought, your mind. I thought you, you would, said a hardcore you... pace off. Is what I thought you said. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Sounds like a porno. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's uh, pick up the pace, guys, and let's go. Oh yeah. Why don't you, uh, Dana, pace your way over there and find yourself some goddamn antlers? <laughs> <laughs> this could be an ongoing joke forever. Hey, you know what would be awesome if like we like marketed that as like a porno, but it was just like guys walking around horn looking porn. for sheds. <laughs> horn yeah, porn. everybody's like triple X action. Oh yeah, the young young ones are dropping. Then you no, go and careful. look, and the guys are like careful. Guys careful. are like guys are like careful, dude. There's just a bunch of guys looking for deer antlers. Why did I buy this? And then there's like 17 volumes <laughs> and about. Three thousand inches of antler. <laughs> <laughs> I think Steve needs some. Uh, Dana, I was going to make a pun, but uh, uh, yeah, let's you see. Need, a, you need to get your Dana pun. pace on and I need, really I, find some antlers. This I year. need to pick up. You know, yeah, that's you uh, need to pick and, up the pace. And that's one thing, like um, you know, because there's a uh, there's a state park right next to me, 
And every time I drive, I'm looking for antlers, and I'm just like, man, you can't go in there and take antlers out of there. Um, where are some uh, where are some places that you can? We didn't get through the tips either, though. By the way, uh, like um, like as far as like state parks, like because they say you can't take anything out of there. Because obviously, I, mean, I, I kind of get it. It depends on where you go it, to. Yeah, it does. Uh, I d- I don't walk a lot of state parks because. The land that I've got is just better well, than that. money yeah. because he, you know it, averages sixty shots a year. You know, and I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know where the deer are bedding, and mm-hmm. you know the deer, which makes it deer. a lot more interesting. Uh, but if you can find Iowa's full of public land, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's all with either a lot of it's within a couple hours of where where you we we are right now. As so. an Illinois resident, can you take? Oh, antlers yeah. out yeah. of Iowa. Yeah, okay, so I, everyone get over there and take Eric's shit. Well, yeah. because I sent Dana a picture of some standing corn on this piece of I've got three sheds ground. already from Eric's spot. And, Good. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> That's the whole area of Iowa is Eric's spot. This yeah. is like... This is like uh, I mean, that's I where know. you do the warm-up. That's like the preseason shed. Cause you're is that what they find are? Big are they sheds. Iowa sheds? Can we ask No, that? no, these are Illinois sheds. Oh. Yeah, because they're yeah. monsters. They're not them little spike bugs No, these aren't monsters yet. I haven't found any monsters yet. Yet. Okay, yet. so let's get into, so what did we get to tip? Uh, are we on three? Who knows what number? What I mean, other tips that are very, um, important for the amateur shed hunter. Uh, yeah. Hit the grass along food, Yep, which is, I, I've already mentioned it, it that, that's a killer spot. Play the Grateful Dead while you hit the grass? Yes, play uh, the Grateful <laughs> Dead, hit the grass, find some bone. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Good that, that's a good tip because I feel like we were saying earlier. I always feel when I'm hunting near CRP or anything grassy, I'm like deer in here. Yeah, you know? it's. I start going. I, I don't. I can't explain it, but once I hit grass, I, I zigzag. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I. What's your pattern? My my pattern is. Uh, you just comb I can't it. Tell you, my you know, speaking speaking of patterns, all that, not, not to cut is anybody there, off. Is, but you got to make sure. You is there really the like a, a pattern that you do, like when uh, you walk an area? So I, Ooh, I zigzag, and then I zig, I zigzag, basically parallel to that area, and then z- zag zig back, back, yeah, so that I can, so that I can also look over the spot that I just passed, so that I get a different view on it. Interesting. Yep. Here's yep. what you told us uh, before. That the, might be the most important tip. Yeah, and yeah, th- this will piggyback always on that. Don't, don't just keep looking. My daughter and my wife can contest to this. That, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time looking out in front of me. Because yep. you're always yep. going to get to where you're looking. Exactly. But I miss a lot of sheds that are at my feet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and So did they follow behind you then? They follow behind me. And and they pick up antlers that I miss because I'm looking for tines. I'm looking for. I'm looking for over that's eighty inches. Man. That's really I like <laughs> it that. Is. That's a it's a good. Uh, you you, you got to keep your head on a on on a you got to keep pivoting your head because yeah. it's you're not gonna find them just looking straight out in front of you and, and you know you got to look down at the ground too because the ones that I've missed are antlers that are smaller mm-hmm. that don't you know they don't have that look that I'm. Looking for too you know, small passing. It, it, well, yeah, a year. Let my daughter pick this one up. <laughs> is it more? Yeah, is it that probably does happen though? It, I my so, daughter, yeah. she picked up a seventy-inch shed last year, and it was on her, I had already she saw it on her own right behind me. She oh you yeah, missed because I was looking out in front of me, and it was act, it was on her birthday, and 
she was looking. Aww. She was looking down That's at the awesome. ground, and it, it was an old shed, but it was a big shed. And I was like, "How did I miss that?" But it's, you know, it, you've got to keep. Once I looked back, I was like, "Oh yeah, there it is." Mm-hmm. You know, it, but yeah, it's such it's a great, it's the weird. angle that you're looking at. You know, she's yeah. Well, she's closer she's to the ground. Too yeah. Closer to the ground, yep. and there's just a little bit of cover there, and you know. It, a branch covers it up. That that uh, yeah. really could be what you said earlier, how you walk and then you have your family kind of trailing behind mm-hmm. you, which I'm sure you get um, a lot of uh, a lot of shit for the sheds you do miss. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I do. Well, it was I a know. really good birthday for his daughter because that uh, that shed had a uh, Chuck E. Cheese gift card. <laughs> okay, but, but, but think about, like, that's a good way to do it to where, you know, I might do that now where I'll walk or I'll have my fiancé, Sam, walk in front of me and then I'll walk behind her and we'll walk through this you know, the yep. strip of timber and that way because she's probably has her idea of what an antler looks like laying on the ground and I have mine. It could exactly. be the same totally. type of look but completely different in yep. how it's land or what it looks like in color or whatever. It, and that's how over we the do years, it. once once you get a lot of antlers under your belt once you get a lot of antlers under your belt, it it you know what you're looking for, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I could be driving down the road of and see an antler hanging on the fence that someone's got in their yard. I'm like, oh, there's an there's a shed, there's an antler. You know, you yeah. know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Your eyes, your eyes know it. You know, and, you train your eyes to see them exactly. Um, yep. And do, do you find that when okay, your first time out shed hunting, do you find that like, oh, I'm warming up, like I'm rusty, like I need to rewarm my brain and my eyes up to it, or do you feel it's not the same as mushroom hunting? <laughs> no, <laughs> to okay, me, yeah. I mean, like you know, mushrooms, everyone. Well, the thing is with deer hunters, it's, hardcore deer hunters, we're always looking for antler. Always looking for antler. You're always looking for that, you know, the the shape, the the color, mm-hmm. everything, everything that looks in an antler. You you guys walk through the woods on your way to your stand, and you see something that looks like an antler that catches your eye. You stop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and that's that's basically what you're doing shed hunting, but. Even off yeah. in a distance, you know, I'll stop You're and like, Whoa. pull my binoculars out. I'm like, oh, oh is that a shed? Sti- is that a it's shed? It's a branch. I don't even know. <laughs> a branch alert. Stupid branch Here's, <laughs> here's something you said that um, that's awesome. this, is a, this is a big tip. Man. We were talking about the, the – um, you have an app that shows you where you walked. Yeah. And uh, if you can do that on, like, an app or, like, you know, you can do that on a map, you know, it's going to be really helpful for – you know, say you got, like, a weekend and you're like, all right, I want to hit this spot pretty hard. You know, I'm not. I'm probably not going to be pressuring deer. That's like a really valuable tip where you can see where you walked. It's like, all right, I covered that, but I missed this corner. Yep. And if you remember why you missed it, you might have to go back, or you know, you can just it. Or it depends on when you walked it. You know, if mm-hmm. if you walk it in February and you didn't find any sheds, but you know there's deer there, you know there's antlers there. There's mm-hmm. you walk it again in a month, you could find an antler it, that. But that, then you can zigzag it the other way. Then exactly, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you, different angles, uh, you know, different different times of the year. You know, every deer is different. They they so drop, I, I could have walked in there and dropped an antler. Yeah. I have a question for you then. Okay, so if you walk a property or a section that you're like, okay, got to be antlers in there. You walk this, you don't find anything, so you're like, okay, I'm gonna give it some time, maybe, and you're gonna go back and recheck that area. My question yep. is gonna be: Do you feel less motivated? No. Is that no, you feel yeah, just as optimistic no, about finding some antlers in there. Yeah, I mean, 
Like, are you like, son of a bitch, I already walked through here, I guess I'll go again, blah, blah, and no, walk, you know what I mean? Like, it's, a lot of it has to do with history of uh, sheds that I found in the past. Uh, you know, if I know that there, that's a spot where deer have shed in the past, I've always... I've always hit it with the same amount of intensity that I do with with new pieces. You know, it's you've got to cover it, you know, and you got to cover mm-hmm. it good. Otherwise, you're not going to get number. You know, your shed right. numbers are going to be pretty low. So I got a question. So like, once you're off the field edges, you're in the timber, you hit a piece hard. Do you usually have a time limit when you'll hit it again? Or uh, I, I I usually give it a couple weeks, uh, two three weeks, s- sometimes maybe. a month, but. I mean, squirrels play a big factor they in play, that. Probably. They do play a big factor. Uh, you know, coyotes carry them off. You know, those bastards. I've, I've found well, I mean, my dogs in the middle of CRP yeah. that, that have been chewed up by by coyotes. You know, they'll drag them out there into the sun and see the canine marks. And yeah, all just that lay on down That's and chew on them. That's why you kill every coyote you see. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. That's a fact. Man, it's a. Uh, it's definitely the needle in the haystack, and it's, it is. It's a growing popularity. I guess we could call it a sport. It's technically a sport. It it is a, at the, yeah, uh, I'd say it's a sport ability. now, but it it all depends on how much time you spend in the woods, right? I mean, yeah, you you could only have a hundred acres to walk, but it all all it all depends on how you hit that hundred acres and how you approach on on shed hunting that piece, giving the deer time to shed. Mm-hmm. And then once you know they've shed, it you've got to spend the time in there and you've got to hit every possible spot. But then I encourage you to go out and hit, you know, public areas. You know, it's your chances are slimmer, but, you know, it, it teaches you, it helps. Right. So let me give you eye. kind of a breakdown when I was telling you about like, okay, I think I know where these deer are bedded. I have two weekends I know planned out that I can go to this ground. And one is like the first or second weekend of February. And I know that I'm going to go in there. I know where those deer were bedded. Um, Obviously, if I see them visually get up, I know if they're still carrying or not. If I see the deer. Um, And there's CRP I can hit. There's funnels. There's pinches. There's food. Everything that you would want to hit, I I can go there. If it's Um, February... Don't hit the heavy cover. Don't hit the heavy cover. Don't stay out of the CRP. Stay, stay out of the bedding. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'll find you'll take. You could find you'll find a few sheds, uh, but you don't want to take that chance of your target buck. Okay, let, let, let me let me say this. I, I'm going to go then, and then I'm going again. Late February is the next weekend. I'm I'm allowed to go down there. I would leave it alone. You wouldn't even would go you the first st- weekend. I if you only have a certain amount of time to shed hunt it, you want your most optimal time. You don't you don't want to be wasting your time and and finding fewer sheds because if you're yeah, a lot of people worried about my main factor schools. now. I'm worried about trespassers. Ah, that's what that I'm worried about be most. A problem because uh, buy some, it's buy some cell cams. <laughs> that that um uh, yeah uh that's uh, that's a that's an issue because they're expensive. They are. Um, that's not the budget here. But that's, no, I, I I hear you there. I plan on buying at least two or three this summer. 
Um, my buddy has four Spartan cameras, and he swears by them. He loves them. Uh, um, those are good cameras. They're 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 actually getting better and better all the time. Yep. You know, it's and right now the big the big drawback is battery life. You know, you get mm-hmm. you have to either mm-hmm. run a solar panel or mm-hmm. use right. you know rechargeable batteries. They're only good for so much. You yeah. know, if you can only run a, a set of twelve batteries for a couple of weeks, it's it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're they're getting better now. Picture quality's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, battery life's getting so. A lot would you better. say though, battery if, life's the biggest setback right now because they're always trying to draw in signal and right. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. It's going to draw a lot more in your battery life. Yep. But so say uh, those two weekends I have early February, late February. We'll just we'll break it down that way. Would you skip the early February one? I would. Trespassers and if you're being a worried factor? about trespassers or if you're worried about antlers that that are easily easy to find because you know a lot of edge people they tend to walk the edges first because uh, it's quick it's less work it's less work the plan I would, was i would go in if you if you if you are really worried about finding those antlers right now and now I think your best thing is to do big is, deer out. Can I give you a scenario maybe of what my thought process was? Um, some of it is drivable. I mean, almost all of it's drivable by four-wheeler. Um, but I was going to – I might have a four-wheeler out there um, the early weekend. I was going to hit ed- field edges and in the fields because there's hay fields, there's corn yep. fields, there's bean fields. I was going to hit all the easily viewable areas, especially from binos, Basically, drive the perimeter, and these deer are used to, of course, farming. Yeah, that, and all that that makes a difference too. What your approach? To but I was thinking, it. drive the field edges, and some of it you can see down in, like the for instance, the bedding area that I know these deer are on a four wheeler. I can scope down in there with binos for a decent amount away. Yeah. Um, do you think that would be an okay strategy that, that, to kind of hit the fringes? That, that's an okay strategy. You know, you're using you're using equipment that the farmers use. The deer are used to it, but they're also you know, it, they still spook up deer. Yeah, uh, for sure. But it it takes a little bit of pressure off of them, you know, knowing that it's something that they see all the time. And that they're used it's to. It's a motorized yeah, something. You know, that, you're not out just. It's not a human entering a bedding yeah, area. exactly. Uh, if you're going to hit the edges that way, you know, I, I still would stay away from bedding areas. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, that's. You don't want to stress them in their bedding area. Right. They will move bedding areas even if it's across the fence. You know what vibe I'm having right now? Why don't you just tell me what I want to hear, but I know you're right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know you want to go in and you want to find those antlers. Yep. But it's going to pay off better if you wait. Yep. It's going to pay off better if you wait. For sure. Good things come to those who wait, Curtis. That's right. That is right. That is right. That now is that's right. not the Even case. though it sucks, good, thing, good, th- good things come to those who have the most powerful force and go, I'm go take so it. I'm just so itchy. But, <laughs> like, I picked up this ground very late season, like, you know, very end of season I picked it up. Yeah. And, and I know there's potential for, for really good deer there. Um, the ground I typically hunt, in total, there's maybe 40 acres of timber. Um, and that I'm staying out of and probably till end of February. Um, but there's a pinch there uh, where it's I killed my buck this year. Yeah, so, it's still cover. And, you have the food and... You have some decent cover. The deer, the, they're gonna, you know, that's that's where their first choice would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there? It's tough. It is. It really is. Is there like certain properties you won't, you absolutely won't even step on until like March? 
No, uh, or that like I, I use my trail cameras. I run, I think, twenty trail cameras. How many of those are cell cams? Zero. Zero, really. Z- zero for now. <laughs> what uh, What brand will you lean towards? You think? I haven't decided. Uh, I really haven't decided yet because, you know. I never even heard of Spartan cams until my buddy told me about it. Yeah, there's a lot of new cameras on the market. There's Spartan, there's Sniper. I've heard a lot of good things about Sniper cam. Uh, There's Covert. I mean, it goes on, but it's... Moultrie's been doing their... um, Moultrie. They they make it to where you can switch the cellular... Device um, to any camera. Yeah. Yeah. It's a separate device. Yeah, you know, it all depends on who the provider is, too, because I don't... There's certain providers that don't have good signal in mm-hmm. areas. That right. I like I being don't. able to bust up my area just to check a trail camera, so I'll stick with the old school. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being able to just, you know, just throw that cell cam in there for a month and, and know where they're bedding? And, yeah. No, I and can't because I can want to go up blow up nice, my area. Nice photo gallery of monster bucks with antlers. <sighs> well, they're even, they're, their even they're making trail cameras now that are. Uh, Wi-Fi accessible, so you can be within hundred yards. Hundred yards, yeah, which and is, you know, download it right to your phone. Which is perfect. It it's is. Awesome. It really that's, is. That's the but ideal thing. They're all a little bit of the high side of the price tag. Yeah, for me because it's that, new. That's going to get because I am working class. class. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, working class boner. But you know what? The thing that really changed my mind about cell cams is one. I saw the price tag, and that yep. right away, I'm like, I can't afford that. That's not well, you're my paying budget. Four hundred and fifty dollars for a camera. And then you got to pay monthly for that camera too. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's a new technology. It's like anything else. When flat screen TVs came out, they were like, "Oh, dude, do you it, remember when stereo cameras were Blu-ray, Blu-ray players? All of a sudden, they're like, you can't buy this stuff. Then you're checking them at like Aldi's, and they're like fifteen <laughs> bucks. Right. Well, the thing <laughs> is, right like, next to the gum. We've talked about it before. The first trail cam I've ever mm-hmm. used when I was a little tyke was a 35 millimeter Yo, stealth man. cam. They were absolute garbage. I, I do oh, not yeah. know how much money I spent. Dude, on at the one stuff. hour photo? One <laughs> hour photo. Luckily, I of got a in bunch with of the trees. And no, Walmart. one hour photo was a huge technology because <laughs> it they used to be like two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yep. 35 yep. millimeter. Two was weeks a huge to technology. figure out you put that camera at the wrong angle. Yeah. When oh. I was like 12 or 13, my dad probably spent so much money every week because I begged and begged and begged. Take it in, one hour photo. At Jewel Osco, they only find blank pictures and deer asses on the camera. Oh, yeah. That's that's Kurt's college fund right down the drain. (laughs) Yeah. My dad's like, you know, I was going to help you with the wedding this year, but uh, I've been wrong, son. Too much Uh, money on pictures. But what changed my mind about cell cams, I was saying earlier, I stayed, uh, I hunted with my buddy um, in more central Illinois, and he has four of those Spartan cams. Yep. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, man, I got some good cams. Check this out. I got this app. Shows me which camera's getting what. We uh, maybe had too much to drink um, after the afternoon hunt. We weren't going to hunt in the morning anyway. We weren't planning on that. I went in there for an afternoon hunt only on his property. And he's like, man, you know what? Maybe we should have hunted this morning. The deer were moving. And he pulls up all these pictures. He's like, well, the, the big bucks weren't moving, but, you know, the, there was deer, deer on, the, on their feet. He's like, you know. They were they, probably moving, too. They just didn't walk in front of the camera. That's right, probably right. Because they're right. afraid of them. And uh, <laughs> so it was just cool. Like, he's like, yo, check this out. The app, and you can see what photos. And it gives you everything that you'd expect, the timestamp and all that. And uh, question for you. Do you feel that uh, mature bucks avoid trail cameras? He never sees them on camera, so yeah. <laughs> I see them on camera. My buddy uh, uh, Rod no, White swears by that they, he he feels that they avoid them. 
Because they make that noise, man. I, not all the time. Not, no, all, not, not all, all the time, time, but some do. Not all the time. A lot of them, I think six or seven of my cameras now are running on video, and they have the HD sound on them. And, and I've... There, there's a few deer that spook by it, but I don't. But do you think? Do you think they get used to it though? Because like I have one camera. I have one camera that has never left that tree for probably three years. Like I take batteries out with me, <laughs> SD cards, like, and I'll just change everything out. It runs all year long. It, like, do you think that they come accustomed to it? I don't know. It's hard telling. I mean. You don't know what's what's happening behind that camera, right? You that's know, what I mean. How many times do they walk behind that camera? Yep. How many times do they walk within five yards of that camera and they see that camera, and they decide to go the other way? You I know, can't believe you can't that, tell that. I, I kind of came out with a camera that wraps all the way around the tree and it just takes three sixty, <laughs> like just keeps a, going. A panoramic, you yeah. Just take it's four on little cameras. tracks and you it just keeps four spinning. Cameras, four cameras south, on one tree, yeah, yeah. North, <laughs> south, east, and west. <laughs> Eric, with the, with that your stick out. Eric has a new job. We should con- congratulate him. But uh, maybe with yes. your new job, you could afford four cell cameras around one tree, and then you could d- maybe set up like 16 or 17 Maybe you spots. could afford some for your buddies, too. Yeah, working class yeah. bow hunter, help a brother out. Hey. Working class handout hey, podcast. <laughs> daddy's back, but he's not full daddy. Ooh, yet. the mustache oh, is out. Daddy's back. <laughs> Daddy's back in town. <laughs> daddy's home. When you when you hear Eric on the podcast say, uh, "Daddy's got it," he's holding his finger over his top lip like yep. a mustache. Yep. Even though he has a mustache, well, it, it gives you the yeah. There it <laughs> you is. Gotta, well, you, you know. got to throw the eyebrow in there too. Like, the, right, should, should we do uh, the uh, Facebook giveaway? Yeah, I want to ask. Yeah. I want to ask one quick question, then we'll do the Facebook giveaway. Okay. Because you didn't tell me where the weirdest place you ever found a shed, but what is the weirdest thing you've yeah, ever found did. with and, a shed? And cow shit. He told you that. Well, but that's not weird. The that's weirdest, very weird. It's natural. Like the weirdest thing in the woods or what? Yeah, what's the weirdest thing you've ever found when you were shed hunting? <laughs> that's a weird that's a hard There's question. a lot of weird stuff in the woods. There, there is. Weird. That's a There's fact. a lot that's a of weird fact. stuff in the woods. He, a lot Eric of creepy a, people that walk through those woods. <laughs> I Eric found a gun. I found a gun one time, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've found old distilleries. Uh, oh stuff, no! Yeah, old stuff that I'm pretty sure that was a uh, uh, rolling meth lab. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. <laughs> must have been in Iowa. It must. No, it was Illinois. Uh, yep, yeah, gotta be Illinois. For say the podcast was near Eric's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't find a lot of mylar balloons. A That's lot. funny. I I come across yeah. those every now and then. Uh, mylar. What is a mylar balloon? The get well soon balloons, yeah. right? Get well soon. Oh. Happy birthday. The, the foil balloons. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, well, yeah, people let them go. Them. They got to go somewhere. They don't just yeah, vanish. They just, yeah, but get well <laughs> soon. Like, who let that go? Like, did they not? Did they, like, they were holding the balloon. Well, they okay. died and they let it go. <laughs> so, like, get well soon. There's them floating up to heaven. And now all of a sudden it's like. Oh, cool. I thought I found a morel in, uh, no, it was Lil Susie's Get Well Soon balloon. <laughs> yeah, every time I find a balloon, I'm going to see if it says Get Well Soon now. <laughs> so we should all start taking pictures of our Mylar balloons. We should. Or just weird shit we find weird in the woods. Shit. It's a boy. Uh, there's a lot of weird shit. Can we make that a competition this year between just us four? Like, Let's who, do it. The weirdest, do you guys really weirdest... find that many Mylar balloons? Really? I found oh, yeah. quite I, a few. Oh, yeah. I probably picked, found three this year i think now? well maybe stop hunting behind party city and you won't find them uh, that's, that's where the deer are that's where <laughs> i'm gonna be <laughs> yeah. 
I, I will That'll say, be a competition. Who can find the... We're not going to actively seek it, but it'll yeah, be like, whatever you come across, you're like, that's really okay, weird. Okay, you can't take a picture of Steve in the woods, all right? That's, yeah, that exactly. would be the weirdest thing. God, okay, you know what? I'm sorry I asked. Let's move on to the Facebook. Well, we're not doing weird and gross. We're just doing weird. <laughs> just <laughs> weird. Like you got to put me into one category. All right. This uh, year on the new property, the little bit of CRP, and like I walked in the middle of it, and there was a, a Frisbee, a deflated football... And like a two foot section of garden hose in a pile from the coyotes. I don't know. I it would was, think that I would say it was the weirdest a, like thing. A sun, it was weird. There was a funnel connected where they to go it. Out. You know, I find a lot of spots where there's like multiple bottle plastic bottles where they've chewed them up and just play with them. Yeah, there's bones out there. A lot you find antlers out there. I mean, it's it's, it's an crazy. interesting interesting area. Is there something that we haven't covered that you feel like needs covered? Or a tip that we didn't get into that we should? Or is there something, if you need to come back next week and do another one, we can do yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I'll be shed hunting next week. Yep, so. don't blame me. Don't blame <laughs> me. Maybe in a couple months, but... Um, we can do a check-in podcast, like post-shed season podcast. Yeah, that, 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 I'd be game with that. Uh, Someone grew up in the 90s. <laughs> I'm totally game with I'm, that, bro. I don't know. I don't right. feel like that's I'm, a 90s I'm saying. I'm down but. with that. There you go. <laughs> Uh, no, I think we covered a lot of the, a lot of the. I don't want to give away all my secrets, I, and I don't blame you. I don't no, blame I wouldn't you at all. either. Uh, it's it's a saturated game out there now. It is. There's a lot of people out there, and, and Facebook keeps it hyped up. It does. Uh, well, and the thing is, too, in any, a positive any, and negative way, anyone can do it. You don't have to have a license to do no, it. No, you can you can buy an antler and go out and stage a picture and say, hey, look at I found a 70-inch antler. <laughs> They're I'm, dropping. I'm They're Facebook dropping. famous. It's hey, January hey, 1st. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to take this outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I found it in the dark with a flashlight. Can you yeah. right, on, right on a busy highway. Imagine that. Yeah. Shedding early just like the rut was. <laughs> not a deer track in sight. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because it was on a paved road. That's why. Right. <laughs> on the yellow line. Um, let's do the right. Facebook let's see the giveaway. Facebook. So the yeah. Facebook giveaway was, uh, and we have the the shed right here. Let's talk about what's in the giveaway. We have one of Dana's custom carvings that he threw into the prize pack. Yep. And uh, can you describe what it is and how you do that in, uh, in a, without giving your secrets away? It's a antler with a morel carved on the top of it. Uh, with? A deer track in it with the deer track in it. That's my signature, my stamp. Love uh, it. I had to explain that to someone on Instagram. Yeah, I, I, well, I've seen that. You know, <laughs> some people, some people get it, some people don't. I guess, but uh, I personally think it's awesome. I think it's good. It's, like, why would you ask that question? Like, clearly they go together. You know? So you exactly. hand you hand it's, carve this art out of antler, which yep. it's absolutely amazing. And it'll blow your mind. When we say it looks like a morel attached to a deer antler, it's it's crazy. And the only reason I I I leave it towards the top of the deer antler is so you can tell that it's carved out of deer antler, you know? Mm-hmm. If if you just got the morel that's carved out of deer antler and there's no piece of antler You think you know, it's made out of wood or something. Yeah, you, you don't know the, the medium that you carved it with, but mm-hmm. Uh, Did you see the comment on Instagram? They're like, it's a deer antler with a morel mushroom carved into it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I was <laughs> like, well, there's nothing to get. Look at it. It's, it's a cool. carving. <laughs> it's, it's badass. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I, I would hate to be with that guy in an art museum. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I know. Like, clearly, you've said that with every <laughs> single painting that we've went by. But it's incredible art. It's just art. some lady there. I don't know why we're in France here. <laughs> it's incredible art. It's 
crazy realistic, and it's cool because uh-huh. it's got like the antler base and it stands. Yep. And uh, a couple of guys that I work with have some of your keychains that are like oh, yeah? mini morel carvings. And uh, they actually saw that you did a uh, previous episode. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, look, he does a little deer antler yep. and his stamp inside every, the morel. Every antler I've ever carved, or every morel that I've ever carved has had that in it. Uh, it's so cool. Does the I've been getting a lot of a lot more into like the the miniature antler carvings. I know? love those. Can you explain oh, what yeah. that is? And then we'll we'll get to the giveaway. You got to just hold on a second. If you're gonna win <laughs> yeah. one, you got to let them talk about it. The, yeah, the we, miniature antler. You got to build describe it up that. a little bit. Uh, so basically, it's a miniature antler carved out of antler. Uh, and <laughs> there it is. There it is. I laid it out there. Uh, it's, it's an antler within an antler. It is. It's. Uh, I take a chunk of main beam uh, off of white tail. It's got to be pretty massive, like this one, <laughs> and then uh, or or moose. Most of them are made out of moose, and then I carve them, work them down until they're miniature replicas of. You can do custom, like make it uh, I, like your buck of. I can. Uh, it, you, you pay for it though. You you do, but it all depends on. How, uh, the material, no, material you have or what the, the detail of the antler, you know, if there's a, yeah. like a lot of sticker points and a lot of, you know, it's, that's, that's hard to replicate. Yeah. Especially when you only have so much antler to work with. But and when you get so small, it's probably gets brittle. It and... does. It's really brittle. You know, uh, the inside of a deer antler is really porous mm-hmm. and, yep. A lot of that gets cut out, but if you're if you're trying to replicate an antler exactly, you've got a you know you've got to cut into that soft material, and that soft material is really brittle. It'll break really easy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done like a euro replica? I've been asked. Uh, Doug Kurtz. Doug Kurtz makes the uh, shed lanyards. Those are awesome. Yeah, they are very awesome. I've got I don't know how many of them. But uh, by the way, we might have some coming to give away. On the we'll podcast. do it. We'll do it in the future. Possibly. They, you need one. We should do you one do in the next one. couple of weeks. Um, uh, the listeners need one for sure. His new, uh, his new mini lanyards are really, really nice. There's less, less tangle. I haven't seen the mini lanyards yet. Uh, maybe he'll send one to you. I would love that. Uh, we got, we got a couple on the way. Yes, he's he's made. He's got a. He's actually doing a couple things for me. He's doing. He. Wanting us to try out some new turkey totes. Uh, oh, yeah. Where you yep. hook up the legs so you can carry them over your shoulder. I have a guy that could test that for sure, like uh, the turkey god. That, yeah, that's well, the that's new, a new uh The new one, too, is the rattling antler one. Yes, I, I have that. He, I, was, I, love I actually that. have the I prototype. Wait, what? I don't know. I didn't yeah, know about I this. I have the prototype. Yeah, I got one. And Silent. It's, it's How do you have one? It's amazing. How do you it have is. one and I don't know about it? What kind of connections I do you have? I showed you it. No. <laughs> I don't Kurt, there's, a, there's a I lot of things we hide from you, Kurt. What the hell? I, I, I over here, of it. Kurt. I even have one. You know what? No, you don't. No, I don't. No. It's <laughs> nice. So it's a, it's a, basically like a shed shed lanyard, but it's only got the two, the the, the two ends that you cinches that you hook up on, and then it's got a, like the carabiner in the middle where you can wrap. It's got longer rope, so you can wrap up, wrap them together, so they're not clinking so together when you yeah. attach it to your pack or something. What? Yes. I, I brought it here. I know the I did. The silent carry. I would remember that. Yeah, I, I remember I it because Eric gave Eric's me one. Eric's a dick. <laughs> All right. Guys, we're enough arguing. We're going to get to the guy who won. So he, I, I'm assuming. So well, there's he, the he did cooperate antler. with the instructions. 
He the did car- everything he had to. The carved antler with the morel. Dana Pace stamp inside of it. One of your guys' decals. Yep. The shit couple that we- of them. I'll send a couple. Okay. okay. The a- shed that we have in front of us, he guessed correctly. Yep. Um, and that shed, the inches are 73 inches and four, four eighths. Yep. Yep. And he guessed that right on the money. Right on the money. Within minutes. Um, Within minutes. Yes. Right cat's name. <laughs> you ready for the cat's name? Yep. Ryan Rhea. So we think you're saying your name. R-E-A-Y. Rhea? Ray. Ray. Is it Ryan Ray? But also inside talk that. Talk to us. The good, yeah, talk to us. Let us know. Also inside that goodie, uh, the goodie bag is a working class boner decal. We'll throw in a koozie in there and we'll throw in. We call them a, uh, hard hat decals, but they're, uh, like the round inch and a half working class boner yep. decals. Yep. Low, low shine or they're, they're no glare. And so you can throw them on any of your hunting equipment and not worry about anything, uh, getting spooked. And I think that. Wraps up the whole package. The main prize inside that is obviously the carving, which is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's the stickers, but since Dana's a guest, <laughs> I mean, it could be that, you know, because uh, we worked so hard to get those. So what we're going to do is this is this podcast was released on the 26th of January. You have until, because you get to listen to the podcast to get it, we're going to give you till February 2nd. To claim your prize. If you don't, we'll go to the next closest guest and announce it on a podcast, and we'll just keep it on the line. you got to listen to the podcast to win when it comes to this stuff, people. So uh, that's what we're doing. I just realized I was planning on going shed hunting next weekend. That's coming up a lot quicker than I thought. <laughs> yep, there you go. I'm going out Sunday after softball practice to the honey hole. The honey hole. Yeah. Ooh. The honey hole. Yeah. Well, they don't know. You should probably stay out of the uh, the bedding areas. <laughs> and uh, just, This just is an awesome the... early season spot. Well, it, I, I, hope I we would get, just suggest stick to field edges right now. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I'm, I'm um, just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. heard it from just, somebody. I mean, if, yeah, yeah, just, if you need guy, it, by know. all means, I'm not an expert. There I mean, are way it, better shed hunters. Like, yeah, if, if me, you start but. questioning yourself, what I would do is I'd go to workingclassbowhunter.com and I would check out the latest podcast, which is this one, and I would re- listen to it. I would listen to it while you're shed hunting. Or you can go. And if you have troubles, I'll Look me up on Facebook. I'd be more yeah. than happy to come walk your property for you. Exactly. Yes. Do you want to yeah. shout your Instagram or your Facebook or anything yeah. like that? You can now and uh, uh, let people know. You can find me on Facebook at uh, Antler Ridge Carvings, or you could find me as Dana Pace on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then on Instagram, I am Bone Hunter without the E. So if you have B-O-N-E. trouble with that, bond, bond, bond hunter, B O N E H U N T R. Oh, hunter without the second e, the second e. I yeah. thought you're bond hunter, bond the hunter. not needed bond e. So okay. if you can't find that, find us on Instagram. Send us a message. We're at working class bow hunter on Instagram, which would probably find be Facebook easier to find and Facebook. Yeah, we have Dana tagged and all that, also as well as pictures of his uh, morel carvings mm-hmm. and his. Uh, I posted one of the mini elk antler carvings he did on Instagram. And, uh, and I'll if you're be sure to start posting all my shed finds on your page, too. Yeah, definitely. And, and or if, send them to me and we'll share yep. them. If you're looking to buy a house in Illinois, we might know a guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> we might know two guys. Cheap. Well, actually, Very you know, cheap. Yeah, we know uh, three people uh, who would sell you a house just in case. In you a, wanna. Cheap and in big buck country. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or if you need a hunting lodge. You know, that's, there you go. Hey, there you go. It's, it's cheaper than rent. We might <laughs> know a guy, so... Maybe contact us for details. Maybe. 
Dana, thank you for coming on the podcast thank again. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm surprised that we're able to reel some of you guys back in for a second podcast. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Because sometimes when we do a podcast, we're like, man, we trash that. And there will definitely not be <laughs> a not sequel coming to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I learn any new techniques, I'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> you're, you're welcome back to do a podcast anytime. And especially for our local people, you know, you are a local legend in our eyes. Um, we basically tell them, hey, if you have something you need to talk about, you call us and you're welcome back anytime to come in the studio. And awesome. uh, we'll, we'll push it. somebody else out of the way to get you in. <laughs> That's a fact. Well, it depends on who it is. <laughs> Steve, you're out. Yeah. Steve's out. Yeah. Steve's gone <laughs> to this one. Dana's sitting in. Hey, we, that could happen. Yeah, you um, never know. No, really. You are he welcome is. back anytime. I am better Stay looking. tuned. That is a fact. Well, I mean, okay, you know, you, right well, hey, you, you, you're, you're talking with the current U.S. He's editor. got the glasses. Yeah, me and, yeah. me and Dana are on the same team as far as uh, we work for the same company. Team Edwards. Oh, was, uh, so, uh, the same team, get Steve out team. team <laughs> well, I was there at one time. I, uh, yeah. Whatever. It's hey, can we can we call Steve out real quick for <laughs> in this podcast? Can we talk about this, uh, whatever you made, Oh, yeah, Steve? yeah, check this out. Um, So, like, uh, you know, if you guys are... Um, you know, like, hey, I'd like something kind of cool carved out of antler, but um, I don't know a guy who can do I'm it. I'm too embarrassed to ask anyone else. We know a guy. Check this out. Um, <laughs> in my hand right now, it's when antler leviosa. I've got a Harry Potter <laughs> antler wand, and uh, I'll take a picture of it. We'll put it on the Instagram. Now nah, you put it on your personal one. Well, <laughs> we, you'll share I'm just it. kidding. It's beautiful. We'll, we'll, it, for Dana, we'll post it. Yeah, it is. It is super cool. So, like, I mean, you know, and you're you're good with a, a lot of other things. So, like, crafting things is. Um, you could literally. My wife make calls anything. me artsy fartsy. Artsy, yeah. but mostly because you're an artist like and you fart a lot. Yeah. No, that too. That actually is pretty cool, man. I. Uh, it is. I mean, for for. You know, for something that's just kind of out there, yeah, I, I love it, man. I think it's super cool. It's definitely a piece that you can it's show un- off to your uh, Harry unique. Potter friends. Just and, don't uh, keister it. I don't know what that means. I know what that means, and uh, oh, that's not no. happening. <laughs> no, God, no, no, but I know oh, what that means. Uh, oh. <laughs> and for you stoners out there, uh, Dana charges an extra fee for pipes um and every- okay i'm just kidding oh, yeah. I, will, I will not carve anything phallic for you <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> all right no, it's time to end this podcast where are we going with this all right we are going uh next we're po- going off um next podcast next episode you will find you can, i'll let you go ahead and shut up wait wait is that gonna be the next one we're gonna release yep <gasps> the next one we're gonna release is a guy from around your area one half of the Mile Tine Club. No, the one half of the Drop Tine from the Mile High Mile Tine Club. So the Mile Tine Club is Clark Cummings and Ross Bigger from One Sixty Four Outdoors. Oh, the is a Drop Tine is akin to the Mile Tine Club. We're having Matt Cummings on. Oh, that'll be a good episode. Talk yeah. about his yeah. monster killed this year. He's shot a bigger deer than well, except for you. He's shot a bigger deer than everyone else in this room, <laughs> and you've got to beat by only eight inches at a two hundred four. So. No, but that's that's that was an awesome buck, you know. And you I, you know them personally. I'm assuming you're right in that area. Or, yeah, or? I, I know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's you couldn't be any more happier for him, you know. Going out there with a broken arm and still being able to get it done. Yeah, right, that's crazy. Right. That's, that's, that's awesome. I have not and, but met that kid. Matt, has so. shot some great deer too. He's such a good kid. And he's he a turkey slayer. I haven't oh. met Matt yet, oh. so I'm really the decapitator. Looking <laughs> yes, I've heard that he yes. likes to kill some turkeys. I, I'm excited to meet him and kind of get into like what he's about. How he's like? How old? Thirteen? 
I think he's. Yeah. I think he just turned thirteen. Dude, that kid knows more about deer hunting than me. I'm not. No, I guarantee it. He does. I promise. <laughs> I'm you not afraid to admit that, man. That kid loves. <laughs> it. I think That's what we're what gonna do for. is uh, you're gonna sit next to me. I'm gonna mm-hmm. control when you talk, and Matt's gonna get your spot. Oh yeah, dude. Matt's gonna take over. We'll just have it. We'll, let's have him do the intro. Okay. All right. No, it. he'll probably hate that. We can't <laughs> throw him on that. You so, can barely do the intro. I don't even want to do it, so I make you do it. Uh, hey, you know. Um, that's going to be the uh, next episode. Check it out, guys. Uh, again, thank you, Dana Pace, for thank coming by. Thank you for by. having me. Yep. Um, we always enjoy talking shed hunting. Come back again. Anything else we got to add? Nope. Um, well, I will say one thing real quick. We announced the date of our shoot this year is uh, May 6th, uh, 2017. We're not making you wait a whole other year. We have the location. It's a private event. If you would like to attend, you need to email us. Get on workingclassbunner.com. Um, you can contact us through there. Limited spots available. It's limited space. It's going to be kind of uh, a little down-home shindig with some good old boys and gals. Um, go ahead and send your information over. If you'd like to attend, we'll send you the roster and the password to access the roster. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's a competition, but all in good fun. Yep. And uh, just great joke, cause too. Great joking cause. around, great cause. We're going to donate money. It's twenty five dollars to shoot, and we're donating that to um, Dark Horse Lodge, yep. um, a peaceful retreat for combat yep. veterans. And if uh, we get rained out, fellas that come a long way, there's a ton of bars that have roofs on them. Yeah. Bring an umbrella. Uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, right now there's no rain out date. We're shooting rain or shine. Oh yeah, so, yep. now um, that. Yep. we're going for it. it we're just going to go out there, and you know, I'm just going to say and end it with this: Go shoot your bow. Thanks for listening. We love you.